0: Episode 31, Two Types of Processors.
1: Hi, welcome to Beyond the Walls podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Renika.
0: And I'm Kylie. And yes, we're sisters. We're going to share stories about our life and growing up together and some personal walls we've overcome. We hope you laugh a lot.
1: You honestly might cry a little.
0: But our hope is that maybe you'll be inspired to go beyond the walls in your way too. So grab your coffee or tea and come on in. So Romika and I are very different, if you guys haven't realized, although we are very similar in a lot of ways, how we approach things is very different. And having a business with an awesome partner, one having loft energy, one having classroom energy, sometimes we swap. We have a lot of room for miscommunication, misinterpretation, and when is it business? When is it personal? All the time. All the time. So what gets locked down in concrete changes by the day on who's cementing it in. So not too long ago, we've been trying to figure out and share the posting days for Instagram, like who's going to share what and what's being posted. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Rumi a pro at this. I have a little bit more angst. I'm a little more insecure about it. Like, I get really locked in, like, just tell me exactly what day and what kind, okay? We even get confused in the language of like, is posting a post or is posting a real, is posting a story? <laughs> like, it's, it's deep,
1: y'all. And we have an assistant, so that throws another person into the mix who's posting for us. Yeah.
0: Who's doing what? So either way, we had, and sometimes there's changes. So I'm like, let me just tell me my day and what kind of content you want it to be. And then I forever do want that to be the standard until I hear differently. And not too long ago, there was a particular week it had to change. And so in my mind, I was like, I just stuck with that new schedule and I was supposed to be on Thursdays and it's like midday. And I was like, I hadn't seen anything go through, but it was, we had switched for some reason, one of the days. So I thought Romika was gonna post on this particular day. And she thought I was going to post on that particular day. So I texted her late afternoon just to verify, I was like, who's posting today? And she's like, you are. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, why would it be me? Like that was not how it was last week. Like who said, and <laughs> I'm thinking in her mind, she's like, but we set that standard two weeks ago <laughs> with just one week of a hiccup. So we're texting right now, y'all, and you know how well things can get misinterpreted through text. So. I'm annoyed. I'm, I am working at this time. I was sitting there at Starbucks getting some work done so I could do it. I just wasn't prepared. And so I texted her good to know. So in my mind, I was like, I'm letting her know I am irritated. Like I literally was saying it good to know <laughs> like, with the heat of a thousand suns, but also it's fine. So later on, right, we're talking and we followed up and she was like, I don't know. I think I might've, what did I say? Like, um, can we be clear again? Like, can we write it down somewhere? What days we're doing, which, cause I thought you were supposed to do such and such day. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, how did you not know
1: this? (laughs) (laughs) And so then it came out. It was also written down. We had talked
0: about it over the phone. But so I was able to be like, well, I wrote, Good to know with Sass. She was like, Oh, I didn't know it was Sass. She
1: never communicates with Sass. And so I thought she was just saying, Oh, good to know. Yeah. And she was meaning it, oh, good to know.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot. And I missed it. <laughs> so here's what happens, you guys. Con- little little foxes, little conflicts come up. And had we let it go? and not just like acknowledged it like i just needed to be heard a little bit that i was a little bit irritated and it's okay she didn't have to apologize for it it was written down like it made sense and we just needed to know right like i got to own it's okay for me to keep clarifying if i'm not sure and to stop being confused about it and Romika got to be able to be like okay this is how deeply clear we have to be every time (laughs) and how cemented we take it in So if we don't be really careful, like I think what I want to share in these moments is how easy it can be when we have a miscommunication and then we start with these snarky comments, right? Like that was just a snarky side comment that was just like, I didn't really feel like it needed a full blown resolution conflict conversation, Mm -hmm. but I'm letting you know, I'm a little bit irritated Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it missed the boat. I could have let it go in that time, but we brought it up.
1: An emoji could have really helped you out there.
0: Oh, I could do that. I'm a little old for, I don't think, I don't think in emojis y'all, but in that moment, how quickly do we allow those snarky comments where all of a sudden, like the flip of a switch, we go from what we think is a lighthearted banter back and forth, picking on each other to all of a sudden, it's just the right dig. To trigger the other person, and now all of a sudden we're all, we're in World War Three, yeah. And it's now about something that happened last week and the week before, and before long we're we don't even know what we're upset about anymore.
1: What we mean by us being so different and how it shows up specifically in conflict resolution is Kylie is a very like real time in the moment processor, yeah. Whereas I am a very delayed processor i'm not processing in the moment in real time half the time i don't know what is happening and part of that can you know be connected to living with trauma like there are some situations that i found myself in that it really wasn't healthy for me to be processing what was going on and yeah. so i completely disassociated and i disengaged and Then I was able to relive it when I got to counseling or not relive it at all. I just didn't remember it. I suppressed it so deeply. Yeah. But there's other times when like somebody brings something to me like Kylie's annoyed and she's texting me good to know and she wants to make sure I know that she's annoyed because (laughs) I missed it. (laughs) And, And I have to like force myself to go back to the moment and start thinking through and processing what happened. How did I feel about what, what happened? Do I remember what was said, you know, how it was said and then note my feelings to be able to communicate that to the other person.
0: Yeah,
1: I can only speak for myself because I am the delayed processor in our relationship that the ways that that becomes hurtful with, resolving conflict for the other person who is like real time ready to go ready to have this conversation is that one it can turn into avoiding and completely disassociating altogether where like i was never going to have a conversation about this kind of conflict or i didn't even realize that there was conflict because I have disassociated previously. Yeah. And so you end up with a record of wrongs that you're leaving that person with and that I'm holding on to, right? Because by the time I am feeling something about a situation down the road with maybe Kylie or someone else that I'm in conflict with, I am now ready and have recalled 10 years worth. Mm of ways that i've been hurt and didn't realize i either suppressed it or was just being tolerant throughout
0: yeah and i think what's as me and her Romika have been processing back and forth and really like this podcast and the work that we're doing really makes us practice these things out in real time if we've told you that before we really mean it (laughs) we have to go back every week there's something and here's what's really exciting you guys i promise you the more that you do it, the easier it gets. Mm. I can't tell you how when we first started and being able to build the trust and build the language and rebuild a way to speak to each other in a way that we can hear each other, like our rebound time is night and day yeah. from before. Like, And your ability, Romika, to like be more real-time processing, or at least like to have ignored it at all as if you were never going to bring it up you can now bring it up within a month's time to a week's time, Mm -hmm. right? Like to the next day, like all of a sudden, like you realized, oh, wait, this was unresolved for me. Can we talk about it? Mm -hmm. And I get to learn the process of like how to speak in a way that you hear me Mm -hmm. without then coming at you with that same heat of 10 years passion (laughs) in a one small instance, right? Like it's so easy as someone and and both of us like we do not understand the other person so if you are me in this situation who processes real time like i know my feelings and i have feelings about my feelings and i can give you a minute to minute rundown on what said who said when it was said moment to moment Mm. rundown right and the more that i speak and the less that Romika speaks back the more I amp it because I'm like the silence to me is just like you don't hear me you don't agree with me you don't get it you don't care Mm. so easy for me to interpret the silence which is really just you processing and trying to listen and trying to understand but I'm like don't you know how you feel about it like surely you have some reaction right now Right. And so I will just keep upping the hurt to like, let me say it louder in case you didn't hear me the first time. Mm. And then, then it becomes no longer about whatever the first hurt was. Yeah. Right. And we start getting lost. And we've had this conversation with you guys before too, about the difference between the real and the right. Right. Cause it's easy to get caught up in the, in the details and the weeds of the issue. And really what we're getting to the root of is like identity issues. Like what's the real feeling and disconnect. Somehow we're feeling afraid or not loved or not accepted. And I think the next level of that that we're talking about comes down to a new concept that we are calling content versus tact. And what is always valid is being able to talk and bring up with each other in a safe relationship what's working and what's not working.
1: Yeah.
0: Bring up our fears, bring up our hurts. But what we get caught up in is our tact, and how we do it. How do we say it to each other? How do we help each other help each other?
1: For a delayed processor, it's really hard if the person who is real-time processing comes into the conversation with the heat of 10 years over one, it seems like, a one-off event that happened in a day. Yeah and have completely lost their tolerance like they're done they need something to change and they know exactly why they feel hurt and when it happened like that's a little intimidating for a delayed processor because you're being confronted with something and you still have to do the work to catch up to the point that they're at yeah and so what becomes more difficult is you're like internalizing like going through the events right like it's taking so much of your energy as a delayed processor to relive what happened and also take in new information of this other person that's coming at you Mm. and they're really good communicators typically like they tend to be very well thought out they have strong cases they (laughs) have supports they have a clear timeline and everything for me at that moment just feels like disorganized and out of place i don't have a timeline yet i don't really understand specifically what happened i know something happened and i'm not like oblivious to what's going on right like I know that we there was back and forth but I'm not making anything mean anything yet and the real-time processor knows what this meant and that meant and the significance of this moment and the significance of the next moment it takes so much energy energy to process in the way that they have already processed so we tend to just get quieter Right, because so yeah. much is going on in our minds as we're trying to make sense of all of the information that feels disorganized. And then you have to take in the tact, right? So you're getting quiet, you're starting to process, you're trying to make sense of this timeline and the significance of it for you, and you're being accused of showing up in a way that was hurtful to the other person. So now you're taking on their emotions. And so all of this is happening internally and it feels like that other person is just getting louder, right? Their tact matters for delayed processors because your system is like already overloading and working really hard yeah and then you have the real-time processor that is just getting more and more amped up
0: yeah the
1: difficulty and maybe even the irony of the situation is that they want to expedite your process so they're trying Mm -hmm. to give you more and more information and less and less time to process yeah which slows down your process even more because now you're having to take in more emotion more tact more tact more detail more things to process and your system kind of overloads and where you can default that you're really trying to hopefully fight is to either completely disengage emotionally or completely disengage physically where you leave yeah those two are kind of your fight or flight Mm. right there i feel like my understanding of external processors or real-time processors is that they are constantly in a fight mode, right? Like they That's came, true. they know what they're talking about. They're prepared. They have brought their support to the table. They, everything is organized and just like ready. It's fire hosing, you know? Yeah. And then how I picture us who are delayed processors are more flight, right? Like mm. we either suppress what's going on and or we suppressed what happened and so we're having to do the work to dig that back up yeah and so now there's like do i need to engage with this person like do Mm -hmm. i my fight back looks like not running away emotionally Mm -hmm. or physically yeah and what I've heard from you, like when that does happen, just so that they get kind of our dynamic and maybe can see it in their lives. But when that happens for you, like when we're in a in a, com, a conversation where there's conflict, right? And you're bringing things to the table and I'm getting quieter and quieter, <laughs> what does that feel like Yeah, for you? What's your experience of that?
0: Yeah, I think it's really hard to interpret it any other way then you don't care you're not interested like mm. there's no there I'm not going to get any validation like I have to keep proving it to you to help you to understand it so let me keep amping it up mm. to prove to you that what I'm saying is true
1: mm.
0: and I think what's also crazy you guys is so my husband is also one of these slow processors <laughs> and I remember when we were dating we fought a lot and I highly recommend you guys if you're um dating or engaged fight now get it all out now because we that has been the saving grace for us is that we knew exactly what we were getting into before we said I do Mm -hmm. we're not surprised we knew this about each other but in it right and in the same way with you it's not as personal as a marriage you know like or as vulnerable as hurtful depending on the dynamic or the relationship, some of us have a little bit more patience or intolerance levels. So in the same way in my marriage, I think especially early on, it was really easy to just be like, how do you not know? You don't remember the fight we just had? Like, how can you possibly, like nothing says you don't care and you're oblivious than not knowing these, just having all this information right at, the, at your fingertips. Mm. And then how easy it is for us to get all sucked into the right conversation because now we are going into well you said he said she said this is when it happened Mm. and that's not the point either and it's really hard i think for both of us to just get straight to here's the big picture here's the wound here's what the actual wound is here's what we actually want to hear Mm. and so i think for me it's taken a lot of years to really accept and believe and choose to believe first that this silence does not mean you don't care. Mm-hmm. And then not remembering or not having it at your fingertips does not mean it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Cause it's really easy to just interpret, even when it's we're not yet in the full blown interaction, that you're not bothered by these things. Like it's all it's so like even keeled, cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. So not being bothered by anything means you're not really affected. So you're not ever really hurt. Like I'm the only one that's ever hurt in the relationship.
1: Mm. <laughs> right. That's deep. Yeah, I don't think that's well, it's not true for me, right? Yeah. Like and I do get called that all the time, like, oh, you're really laid back, or like, do you like care about anything? You right. know? Like we know you care about stuff because you yeah. fought so hard to have a different life. Like people have like support to believe different, but like the way that I show up, especially once it gets to a conflict point with that person, then that is a very reasonable assumption to have, but it isn't true. Yeah, I think what is also happening is that my tolerance level is just different, Yeah, right? Like the things that you could be long suffering with or really tolerant of over a long period of time I too am tolerant of things over a long period of time especially when they involve people because I would never I I feel very sensitive to you know like my human my humanness is going to show up right and I would not appreciate if I do something wrong I'm already a personality type that automatically assumes responsibility for something. And yeah. I r- feel really sensitive to if I do mess up and it does affect other people, I am not going to be your personality to fight back. I will automatically accept responsibility, apologize, and let you know exactly how I'm going to fix it. Yeah. That's how I show up in relationships. That's how I show up at work. That's how I show up with my businesses. Yeah, I have always approached life in that way. And so when I'm in a relationship with someone, um, no matter what kind of relationship it is, if somebody does something like just being vulnerable, Kylie doesn't know I'm going to share this, but we've resolved it. But like, if I'm being interrupted, Mm -hmm. right? Like by somebody, I automatically default to trying to assume the best, right? Like even if it happens multiple times over the course of, one conversation with them right like we're spending a day together and then throughout the day i've been interrupted by them multiple times i chalk it up to them just being excited about what's going on right like they have a thought and clearly it just has to come out Mm -hmm. as soon as they have a thought like do i feel like in general like it feels great to be interrupted no but if i messed up in that way right like if i interrupted somebody i would want them to not automatically assume the worst of me yeah and so in those isolated events i'm tolerant of it like i'm not even processing that i feel disrespected it doesn't even get to that point i just dismiss it because it's part of their humanness right yeah and so the where it becomes a problem is that when i do eventually feel intolerant about something it's really hard for me to not bring up a record of ways Mm. that I have been tolerant, right? So it takes a long time for me to process. Once I have processed that something is happening that I do genuinely care about, right? Like in that situation with me and Kylie, I felt like she didn't value me or respect me. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to like, as I'm like trying to process through it, the only support that I have is like going through these events, like in what ways, like how did I come to the conclusion that she doesn't value or respect me? And then one thing popped up in my mind that like, oh, she interrupts me. Yeah. And so then I'm now looking for all of the ways in the past that she has interrupted me. And I'm like, wow, that actually happens a ton. Mm -hmm. So the reason why she has been interrupting me, it does go back to this root that she doesn't value me or care or respect me. And that's just one way. So let me look for other ways that she doesn't value me or respect me. And then I'm drawing these conclusions. So like in the moment, I'm tolerant of it. But like, if I actually get to a point where I do care, it's really hard to not bring up like 10 years of wrongs and ways that like support rather because I'm not processing real time that like you interrupted me. And even if I am, I don't care enough to tell you, not like I don't care enough, but like I don't want you to constantly feel criticized or critiqued by me. And I am in a place where I can't overlook it. Yeah, and so not bringing that to the table every single time it happens, I feel like is extending mercy to you, yeah, or grace in that situation. And so for me and Kylie, that's been hard because, right, like I'm drawing conclusions about things that have happened that I have just not shared with her, ever. yeah. <laughs> And I'm drawing this big ticket conclusion that that means she doesn't value me or respect me because I'm not processing real time. And so by the time I am legitimately hurt, I'm now angry and bringing up heat, right? Like my tact now is like, I've identified what the real conversation is. You don't value me. And I have the heat of 10 years worth of proof. And one of the ways has been you keep interrupting me when I talk. And so how do we have a conversation about content with the right kind of tact so that when we are hurt, right, for whatever reason you're hurt, you don't have to justify it. You don't have to apologize for it. That used to be a really hard thing for me to accept, but you don't have to... Like, validate why it's okay for you to feel hurt. Yeah. The bottom line is you feel hurt. Yeah. Right. So now you're engaging in a conversation. And now we have to deal with is it the right conversation or the real conversation? The right conversation is you're interrupting me all the time. Right. But the real conversation, the reason why it matters to me is because I feel like you don't value me. Yeah. So I can table both in that conversation with her. But if I'm going to bring the heat of 10 years worth of support to that conversation, my tact is going to be off and she's not going to be able to hear the real hurt. Yeah.
0: And I think what's hard about that is not comparing and competing with the tolerance levels Mm -hmm. and making each other right or wrong about it. Right. Because I think listening to you hear that, I was like, man, yeah, because the tact, when we resolved it, the tact was really painful. Like it can be really, it sabotages us. Right. And I think as the, the tact for me or you, well, both of us yeah. really. But even in that particular instance, like I remember there was a lot to like just keep um, staying calm in the conversation. Like I, it was a lot easier to stay calm with you than it is with my husband when we're in these conflicts <laughs> of like, how to just keep listening for the content Mm. and not react to the tact. Mm. Once we've met each other's content and we've validated and the person feels heard about the content, then it's time to deal with the tact. Mm. Like now is always good to talk about both, but whether you take a really long time till you realize it or you realize it right away, how do we keep working together to just work together
1: yeah
0: how do i speak in a way that you can hear me in my daily upset right or my quicker than your level of upsets and how do i hear your up when you're finally are upset right because it also can feel like there's never anything and then all of a sudden when it is it's like zero to a hundred right and all of a sudden we're just like caught off guard you're used to me having Direct conversations with you all the time. Right. And so it is easy to feel like I can dish it, but I can't, you know, have it back. Mm -hmm. I can't take it. That's the one. You know, and so how do we, I think, especially for you guys listening, like, which one are you? Are you the one that has to take a really long time to process? Or are you the one that's real time processing out loud, verbalizing the whole conflict with the other person in real time? And then you have to know who you're talking to. Mm and create some baselines for yourself about how you're going to speak in a way that brings you both together because that's the goal right the goal was and we were able to get there that I heard you I could speak to that wound and I didn't realize I was interrupting you and I've already caught myself like three times like we've been together today I was like is that what you mean about me interrupting you? Like, was that just it? And you're like, yeah, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm, Cause I want, I don't wanna be doing that. I don't even know that I'm doing that to you. And now that you've brought it up, I can deal with it and I can change, I can work on the tact, but really your wound really was of just feeling valued. And that was the other area that had to get resolved that we were able to do. But until we don't give each other the chance to bring it up in a way to help each other, to be honest about our content, and then work together to do it in a way that it is tactful enough that we can actually be heard.
1: If your goal is to make it beyond the conflict, then both what you say and how you say it, the point of those two have to be to resolve the conflict. Yeah. You have to decide if you want to pick and win a fight or if you want to resolve the conflict. And that's really where the breakdown is i think so many times as a delayed processor it can be easy for me to make the real-time processor wrong right like they're being merciless they're constantly bringing up critiques because they're processing everything real time and everything is always an upset and again No absolutes in relationships because they're very rarely right. Yeah. But that's how it can feel. And what I have to be really aware of on my end is to not assume motives or intentions for somebody else. The reasons why I'm doing something or I'm choosing not to do something aren't always the same reasons that they're choosing to do something or not to do something. Yeah. I think what it allows is for a different possibility. The possibility that maybe both of us have a goal to be closer, to be more bonded, to communicate clearly and well, to love each other, to see each other, to hear each other. And so if that's really what's going on, if that's really what we want, then when conflict comes up, Don't destroy everything that you've been trying so hard to build because you're so dead set on proving a point and you're willing to go about saying your point in whatever way possible without considering the other person. There's some practicals I think that we are constantly using for ourselves and me and Kylie's relationships and you know the relationships that we have as well like we said we practice this all the time and that's one of the the things too with coaching if you don't have somebody to practice this with who really wants to see you go b- beyond this point yeah. i think that's truly the benefit of coaching for me yeah. i have somebody who's in my corner walking through what just seems like every day situations right and they're able to just point out oh that's an area let's go back to that
0: yeah let's
1: revisit that conversation because if you show up in one way in one aspect of your life i guarantee you that's how you show up in other ways in other areas of your life yeah and coaching really helps you identify the areas where that's happening and helps you decide or configure a new plan a new game plan to approach the same situation going forward yeah for kylie and i some practicals that we use when we're navigating conflict when our goal is resolution it's to recognize when we're making it personal and when it doesn't need to be personal Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. when is it about the other person yeah and when is it about us a lot of times the person is responding that way for a reason that's separate from us, their trauma, their background, their experience, their insecurities or fear, Yeah. and it has nothing to do with us, but something in that interaction with us provoke that for them. Yeah. So how do we remain calm and collected in order to just hear the content of what they're saying about their hurt and try not to make it personal. Yeah. How do we recognize when we're building a case against ourselves or against one another to prove something negative about them? Yeah. Like, just because I don't respond or react in such a way doesn't mean that they're doing it out of negative intentions. Yeah. I just, that's just that. That's what's so. I just don't process in the same way that they do. Yeah. That's it it doesn't have to have any more significance than that. Yeah, There will always, most likely, be a logistical part that needs to be resolved. Something in how um, an event happened, or the timeline, or just semantics, right? Yeah. Probably is at play there, yeah. which, I know we say all the time, like, have the real conversation, have the real conversation. The real conversation can be with logistics. Yeah. Right. Because that is what you need to have resolved to move forward in your life or yeah. in this situation. And so, there a lot of times will be a logistical part. So, Don't just override or overlook the logistics or the semantics of a situation, assuming that there's something more that needs to be dealt with. Sometimes it's just that the logistical part and the tact about how you discuss logistics needs to be modified. Yeah. Is it healthy in this situation to agree to disagree? Sometimes with tolerance, we can blur conflict and just say, well, we all can just have our own truths. Like, we don't need to collectively come together to to one ultimate truth. And maybe sometimes that's the case, right? Like, there are just some things that we're just going to have to agree to disagree about because they really aren't hills to die on. Yeah. But I think recognizing and taking a step back to say, okay, in this situation, is it healthy for us in our relationship to agree to disagree or are we choosing to do so because we're avoiding having a real conversation yeah we're avoiding facing our fears or insecurities about something that was said or that was done it's not always healthy to agree to disagree
0: yeah
1: if we fail to plan we will plan to fail and so at the end of the day if you aren't willing to take a look at this area of your life you won't have a game plan to default to and you will default to your old ways so if you want something different this is the place where you have to plan for something different
0: thank you for joining us today
1: We'd love to work with you. If you're looking for additional coaching from us, you can log on to our website at beyondthewallspodcast.com and look at our membership for more information. Until next time. Bye.